Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, everybody. I'm Zoe Close from Practice Plan, and I'm doing today's podcast. Um, thanks for joining me. Um, I've actually chosen a topic that's really close to my heart um, and to speak about it this morning I wanted to speak to someone that's uh, having similar experiences but also from um, a practice perspective getting some views on how we can um, make this topic um, really sort of well a priority in the workplace but also how someone's had some experience of of dealing with that. So I've got uh, Lisa Bainham. Lisa, hi Lisa. Morning Zoe. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Monday morning. Yes. <laughs> yes, as always. Right. Yes. No, but th- no, thank you, Lisa, for uh, talking to me about this topic because I know we've chatted um, offline uh, a couple of times about it, and I think we've definitely got some similarities in our own experiences. Um, but you know, I, you're like me; it's almost like you want to sort of share our stories and obviously try and help people that we work with um, and I think in practice life it's it's very much needed um, so just thank you very much. Um, Lisa just just quickly why do you think it's not actually that common because I'm quite shocked at people's responses sometimes. Yeah um, when you I think when you start talking to people and encouraging and open conversation I think um everyone's affected or know somebody that's affected by it we just don't talk about it as much as we we definitely probably should um because there's still so many um myths out there that and I suppose it's 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 kind of you know many years ago I suppose it was something you definitely didn't talk about you know the same way that we don't talk about periods or um, yeah. mental health and things like that so it's definitely a step in the right direction but we need to encourage those conversations they don't they don't very often just appear so creating that really good culture especially within your dental practices is an absolute must and it needs to be done sensitively though because you know it's not something that goes oh right on the agenda we're going to talk about menopause. We have to approach it slightly differently mm-hmm. and to make it part of our everyday, not just an agenda point that we're going to, you know, tick the box on. Yeah. So how how in practice um, did you start those conversations, Lisa? How did you introduce it as something that both, you know, women and men were able to get involved in? Well, I mean, in, we're very lucky in my practice, as 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 you know, and many of many people know that, you know, we opened the practice in 98 and probably about 70% of our 40-ish team members um, have been with us for 10, 15, 20 years. So a lot of us went through having children together, um, IVF together, not together, together. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, and now we're coming to that stage where we're actually going through the menopause together. So we've been on a a bit of a life journey within our practice so these conversations between many of us in practice are very very open um but you still need to have them boundaries where people know what they can and can't say you know a little bit like you know um your diversity training and your inclusion policies you've got to yes you want to talk about it openly and we do joke and laugh at ourselves about it sometimes yeah. 
but it can go a little bit wrong when somebody else interprets that as I can tease you about it um it's a very fine line yeah I think I can relate to that because I am I can definitely relate to that because you know most things in my life you know um I sort of banter them away almost I make fun of myself before others can sometimes but I know what you mean around you know that fine line of you know it doesn't give you well give everyone the authority then to be able to do the same with you and it can be quite hurtful sometimes it's a re- it's really hard actually um and I know that you know um some people are absolutely fine with some of the jokes um but personally sometimes you can find them a bit oh, okay well it, it is actually real and serious and it's and it's not just you know trying to giggle it off yeah and from um I suppose my personal experience of it has helped me to bring it out into my practice um, and certainly the practices that I support as well. Um, I, at around 41, um, I'd been so, before that I'd been so what fit and healthy, going to the gym four or five times a week, um, just absolutely great, felt like I was on top of everything. Um, and then just over the space of about six months, I just started to feel very not me um mm-hmm. so it took me a while but I thought I was I thought I was oh my gosh am I like am I stressed am I going a little bit mad am I unhappy am I depressed what is happening to me yeah. um didn't for one moment think that it could be the menopause um so eventually well my sort of and my sister and my husband did sort of said look don't know what's going on you need to go and talk to the doctor and see what's happening so I went so at the blood tests were done and it came back and the shock of my life was you are um perimenopausal at mm. 42 and I was wow. like wow yeah it's like a 50 year old thing the mm. change <laughs> the change I hate that thing <laughs> Yeah, that's an old-fashioned word. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to change into Lisa. But... <laughs> and everyone says it in kind of the change, yeah. <laughs> kind of a hushed kind of way. Um, so yeah, um, it kind of it was kind of like a relief to know that what it was and that it wasn't me imagining things or just you know um, having something else underlying there. So it was kind of like, okay, what do we do? Um, yeah. And, you know, at that point, even my husband, I'd come home and I was like, you're not going to believe this. I'm perimenopausal. And his first reaction, <laughs> um, oh, right, OK, how long are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was quite an icebreaker, really, I suppose. But yeah. it's made me very aware in work. Um, and it's, it is just about making sure that we can accept what's happening with individuals in work um, and being, you know, empathetic and, you know, I don't want pity. You don't want pity. We are strong, professional mm-hmm. women and it it feels weak. Yeah. It took me a while to get my head around the fact that it made me feel a bit a bit of a girl, a bit weak yeah. or yeah. Oh, getting old, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. we have to we have to take action to kind of shake those thoughts out of our head and actually re- actually surround us with people that can help us through it positively yeah. so you know it's in work it's mm. as I said to you we did, we did um I was really curious we've had a lot of new team members um so I, I wanted to 
pop in the WhatsApp group prior to this what people's perceptions of menopause was. And they were, I mean, we've got a very big team um, and there was a lot of contribution. Um, quite surprisingly, most of the contribution came from the younger members of the team wow. who their perception was, um, oh my God, when my mum went through it, she was vile. My mum turned evil. She was slamming yeah. doors, couldn't even speak to her because she'd just go off mm. on one. So for me, the younger girl's opinions of it was really quite, mm. oh, wow, that's yeah. that's really sad that they've been living in a house with their mum. And I'm not saying they were unsympathetic, but they weren't quite, they didn't mm -hmm. really know what to mm -hmm. do. Um, yeah. And if that happens at home, it's damn right going to happen in the workplace. Um, yeah. I mean, we have to control ourselves a little bit differently. Yeah, <laughs> I I think, Lisa, I think that that's the thing. I think, you know, you, you know, for me, you know, the unpredictability of how you're going to feel was what used to really possibly bother me more than anything. I never knew how each day was going to make me feel. Um, you know, symptoms like, you know, feeling hot all the time, you know, but my, I was on, I was a constant cooker, um, you know, but the, the, the brain fog. I mean, for me and having to, you know, do a job that's important and support other people, you know, you feel it makes you feel very vulnerable. Um I mean, in the end, you know, I felt that I had to reach out and ask for a little bit of help or at least some support. Um, or, you know, I felt like um, everyone's going to notice anyway. And, and you saying that, you know, people, the, the girls at the practice saying that they noticed their mum was becoming difficult, should we call it, or whatever, or different. Um, I felt the same. I was different. And I didn't know whether I even liked myself anymore. Um so I understand the volat volatility of it all. But for me, the brain fog's been quite incredible, if I'm fair. I mean, that's been really hard within work. Yeah, I've noticed that. I mean, I think mm. our start of our conversation was one Monday morning when I rang you up for to ask you some advice over, over <laughs> something, over a plan. And um, we started talking, asked you how your holiday was. <laughs> and then I went, so what have I actually rang you for? <laughs> and we were like, you know... And it was, yeah, it was, you know, yes, it was Monday morning, but we got sidetracked. Um, yeah. And then I was like, flipping out, what have I rang Zoe? Yeah. It makes you feel a bit daft, a bit stupid. And when you're not, yeah. it's really hard. It's really hard to explain to people because obviously in your job, you're supporting so many practices. You know, it's got a lot of responsibility and it's the same within my practice. But then obviously also I've got my consultant hat on yeah. and I can go to, you know, a practice plan regional and have 50 people in the room and go, you know, do a presentation. And I don't think anyone would actually think, oh, Lisa's having a very bad menopause day. You know, it, it's because yeah. you've got things that you can do and be, just because you could stand up in front of 100 people and it not make you nervous it doesn't mean you don't struggle with other things and mm. um, yeah. there's no recipe <laughs> there's yeah. no recipe for this at all you just yeah. got to I think just try and just be kind to yourself and go do you know what yeah this is so happening what, so in practice Lisa what what do, would you say that I mean obviously I, I can hear you know you're saying that you know people support each other and encourage each other is there any sort of practical changes that you've you've made within in the practice when you're thinking about supporting your team and people going through it yeah um I mean 
my team are very open with me and they will you know I've got a sofa in my office and mostly when I'm in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays that seat's taken by one person after another I don't get much work done on Tuesdays <laughs> and Wednesdays not work work what I do with the team's more important um so they they have conversations with me all the time we we have um a option for our team to go to um a therapist that we actually pay for there's lots of free resources out there which we signpost people to but yeah. if they want to go and have some counseling just talk things through with someone that's an option I'm not saying that you know the minute somebody plonks themselves down in your office and they're feeling a little bit you know we're not going to get a tick list out and go okay so they're feeling a bit down they're feeling a bit this they get a bit hot so, you know we're not there to diagnose them what we're doing is to kind of just have enough information so they're aware of it if they want to access it we can't encourage people to necessarily go to the doctors because everyone's going to deal with it differently um so it's getting that as a manager and leader of your team it's getting that vibe of okay now I know my team this personality she's very she's not going to want me saying go and get some HRT because that's Mm. like a slap in the face for some people you know um but we do make our team aware that there's small changes we're really really happy to do one of the um one of the sticking points sometimes it is quite tricky and it does bring out an open conversation and it's always quite light-hearted is the simple thing that you know quite often if you're working with a clinician that is going through hot flushes and things like mm-hmm. that then quite often they've got the air con <laughs> and they've got a nurse that's literally dithering you know yeah. penguins running around about to bite the bums you know mm-hmm. um so we do have to have some rotor considerations sometimes so depending on what on what the teams work with you know who they work with we might need to think that in i can guarantee i'll go in tomorrow and a couple of the hygiene rooms will be freezing with the aircon on um and obviously you know the nurses for infection prevention can't wear long sleeves it's it does get a little bit tricky but we have lots of um lots of considerations that you know it might be that people need some bit more more breaks um if you've got reception team that are going through the menopause you know we have to consider their comfort because some of the lesser known symptoms the what they call the the electro shocks you know you get the pins and needles mm. you get yeah. your fingers um you get those shooting pains in your head it's it's lovely isn't it um there's those to consider and that can be made worse by um sitting in front of a computer all day yeah. so you know making sure that the team are getting enough breaks you don't need to have schedule breaks officially but just you know checking yeah. in with each other and going just give me five I'm just gonna have a wander around you know little yeah. things like that um <laughs> we introduced um they laughed at me at the time and I thought it was wonderful I introduced what I call my bathroom buffet <laughs> <laughs> my bathroom buffet um it's um it's it's a box of goodies in the bathroom and um there's lots of things in there sort of deodorants uh, face wipes um hairspray dry shampoo thing there's things yeah. for the boys too um but it's it's all about just having things there to make people feel a little bit better if they want to freshen up or yes. you know just feel a bit 
a bit better. Um, so yeah, there's people. We keep adding to. It's getting quite a large, <laughs> <laughs> a large bathroom buffet. But you know, things like that are really, really helpful for people. And I think you know, without sort of delving too deep, um, one of them, one of the comments that I get quite a lot, and when especially when I did this, um, posed the question to the group, you know, one of them really sticks in my head. It was, um, it was a very very blunt, and it was literally, you know, what does menopause mean to you? Um, it's, and you sometimes even have to have your periods at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it doesn't just stop does it for many people you know you've got yeah. the menopause plus you've got that to yeah. handle as well um so you know making sure that people are okay and that they feel comfortable sort of saying look I need a break I, I, I'm struggling um so yeah it's it's just making sure that we're in we are aware of some of the more unusual symptoms yeah, I think um, is there something like 37 symptoms, Lisa, I think, in total, something ridiculous. I mean, you know, I always focus on my own top five almost, but I know there's an array of them. And I think that's the thing. It's you know, it's checking in on those symptoms because for others it can be the real subtle ones and the sort of less common that are most, um, you know, consuming that person. So I think it is just checking in. But um, I mean, it sounds like you're doing a great job. Um, and I'm sure practices are starting to sort of pick up the topic now. I mean, I, I'm like you would just encourage people to, you know, like you say, you can't diagnose, you can't start to prescribe what people need to do. But we can definitely check on on people that you think might be sort of you know, having some symptoms, because once you've started to speak about it, I found it really easy then. I think it was just that initial first conversation um, and also accepting what's going what's happening to you Lisa for me I found that really hard um you know uh, and and accepting and just allowing it to happen and just finding something that um supports me through it um and I would imagine in practice life it's the same thing but I can definitely relate to the air con situation um <laughs> we often have team meetings and we've got some people fanning themselves um and saying oh god I'm hot I'm hot I'm, hot, I'm so hot and we've got the air con on full and then some people sitting there and kindly putting their coats back on or we've had people even bringing blankets in yeah. um and it's just so kind because when you are, are experiencing that that flush, that hot period, um, not only does it make you hot, but it makes you feel uncomfortable, you lose your confidence, you know, you look different, you're starting to perspire, you can't remember things, you're getting really agitated. For So for someone to sit there appreciating the coldness, sitting there in the coat and blanket, it's a really kind thing to do. And I've really been grateful for people when they've not insisted that they turn the aircon off, they've just made themselves warmer. Um, so I've been very lucky. Um, and that, it sounds like is, where yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, reception quite often is one of the cooler areas. Patients in and out the door all the all the time. Um, you know, and my girls tend to have little heaters under the under the desk. I ha I have been in practices where one aircon remote controls get hidden and heaters get taken away. <laughs> and oh, I just dear. think. <laughs> Your team are more important than a few quid on the lucky bill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I know. It's and it's. It, I think one of the biggest things is is getting um, men to appreciate this. 
and my my lot are great um they know what's women rule in my practice mm-hmm. and they um you know I did encourage them to speak up as well and give us give us opinions and again it was very much experience of mums or sisters and things like that but then they're not working with mums and sisters you know yeah. so <laughs> um yeah. I tried I found the talk was quite quite jokey not not being rude or insensitive but um you know they're like oh we should call it the menopause um mm-hmm. and it's they're, they're diverting rather than yeah pushing it head on and going do you know what I really think this must be pretty awful for you um mm-hmm. and it is it's just like let's all just be empathetic towards each that's other. all you need though isn't it that's all you need from people sometimes yeah. just to really say it must be awful I'm so sorry you're going through this um and I'll try and understand because that's all anyone can do isn't it it is and it, it's as managers for managers listening to this it's very it's very difficult because as we always say we're the ones that are checking on everyone else making sure everyone else is okay and we do forget ourselves a little mm-hmm. bit and yeah. feel a bit forgotten people can be you know unintentionally a bit selfish um and when you've got perhaps younger members of the team that are complaining about oh I'm going on holiday and I can't believe I'm going to be on my period and all the things that come with that innocent age mm-hmm. um and you can feel yourself going you know you want to kind of go well think yourself look you know yeah <laughs> um, again it's 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 pitching the conversation so you kind of put it in perspective for both parties and can kind of meet in the middle um absolutely yeah it's I I just encourage um talk about it whether people feel uncomfortable about it or not in all honesty um it's 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 there and it's going to continue to be there and we'll all go through it in one way or another yeah, you're absolutely right, Lisa. It's not going to go away. And I just hope that the, you know, it gets more, um, well, practices achieve more when, when, they, when they speak about it, it becomes more the norm. So it becomes a subject that's uh, sort of, you know, it's spoken about without anyone feeling embarrassed or uncomfortable, because um, that's that's how we need it to be. It's just going to be one of those things that just happens and it's part of our lives and becomes part of the, the working life. Um, but thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and I know between us, we'll have the laughs about it but I know inside sometimes mm. we both do need that support and understanding ourselves uh, but thank you for today Lisa and uh, have a great rest of the week thanks Zoe thank you for inviting me no problem bye bye